0: Welcome to the Shintaido of America podcast. Shintaido is an amazing form of health exercise and body movement practice, inspired by martial arts, a non-combative training system for mind and body invented by Japanese martial artists in the 1960s. Shintaido can be a way to open up to a deeper connection with ourselves, with our community and with nature. In season one of the podcast, I'll be reading from the book Shintaido, The Body is a Message of the Universe by the founder of Shintaido, Hiroyuki Aoki. But before I jump into that, I have a favor to ask. Shintaido of America produces this podcast and other educational materials on a shoestring budget. There are many things you can do to help, and the most important one is that if you like this podcast, tell people about us. Share it on your social media and give us a good rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to this. You can find links to this podcast, sign up for our free email newsletter, and find many other resources at our website, www.shintaido.org. That's www.s-h-i-n-t-a-i. Hi, welcome to Episode 5 of the Shintaido of America podcast. I'm Shintaido instructor David Franklin. Imagine samurai who had trained for years integrating movement, mental focus, and breathing to attain an advantage on the battlefield, killed en masse in a short time by a less-trained but better-equipped army. The samurais' years of training and their armor were suddenly rendered useless against a new high-tech weapon, the musket. From the introduction of guns in medieval Japan and onward, technological developments in warfare branched off in one direction, leading to the atomic bomb and other advances in military hardware, a trend which continues to this day. In the modern age, military victories are achieved largely by technological superiority. Meanwhile, the spiritual aspect of the warrior's combat grew into the samurai philosophy of living perfectly up to the moment of death. If the goal is simply winning, technology is decisive. But the ancient martial arts include a kind of technology of movement that works with the mind and body and connects us to nature. These teachings are the starting point of Shintaido. As I mentioned, our podcast today is like an audio book. I'll be reading from the book Shintaido, The Body is a Message of the Universe, by the founder of Shintaido, Hiroyuki Aoki. Okay, ready? Here we go. Chapter 2, Section 3 the martial arts and the history of the evolution of consciousness. Strictly speaking, Shintaido is not simply a martial art, and yet it lies in the tradition of martial arts history and has inherited its strong, rich spirit. Like other fighting sports, the martial arts developed from the simple fighting techniques of ancient times. It is probable that primitive man used sticks or stones, or lacking these, fists and teeth, to hunt and protect himself from wild animals. In times when food was scarce, it was most likely necessary to fight in order to eat, as well as to protect himself from intruders. As time went by, villages came into conflict with one another, and it may have been necessary to create a special police force. Little by little, those who were chosen as defenders had to learn how to fight. As a result, simple groups of soldiers and fighting techniques developed. We know these existed before the birth of specialized armies. In Japan, however, the development of complex military organizations and strategy did not take place until the end of the 10th and beginning of the 11th centuries when two important families, the Genji Minamoto family and Heike Taira family, entered into war. For the first time in Japanese history, serious consideration was given to the tactics of survival on the battlefield. Of course, it was not possible to practice martial arts techniques only in the heat of battle. Consequently, warriors simply put on their armor, mounted their horses, and tried to swing the heaviest sword possible. The strongest, best equipped, and luckiest warrior generally survived. The more experience they had, the better they fought. Combat was their teacher. Practice on the spot, however, is never the best means of survival. Finally, beginning in 1467, when all of Japan was embroiled in the civil strife of the Muromachi period, 1394 to 1573, and the entire populace was subject to the ravages of war, people had to consider not only how to survive but also how to accept a death which might come at any moment. The Civil War era was marked not only by fighting but also by famine and drought. To make matters worse, most of the governors left politics to study tea ceremony and no theater. The miserable conditions of the average villager of that time are impossible to imagine today. Even though there is no famous name which we can associate with the actual teaching of sword technique until the Muromachi period, military equipment and strategy continued to evolve, like the philosophy of the people, according to the demands of the age. In an attempt to explore various methods, samurai warriors practiced and researched their own sword techniques. In the Book of Martial Arts History, the names Iesasa Choisai and Aisu Iko appear as founders of the two oldest schools, the Tenshin Shoden Shinto Ryu and the Aisu Kage Ryu. When we examine their curriculum, we can see the high level of proficiency attained in these schools. By the end of this era, the lancers of the Takeda Shingen family had become the finest example of this type of select training, Chosen from a host of warriors, they were the elite of the Civil War period. Guiding their horses with their left hands and holding their spears in their right, they were all over the battlefield. This type of action was quite spectacular, especially on the small-scale battlefields of Japan. Unexpectedly, however, an event of supreme consequence intervened. The introduction of the rifle by the Oda Nobunaga family. Staking almost their entire military organization on this new weapon, they amassed and trained about 10,000 men, generally of humble station. Firing their rifles behind strategically placed barriers, this corps of hastily trained soldiers inflicted an instant and catastrophic defeat on the aristocratic, professional lancers of the Takeda family. Warriors who had practiced martial arts techniques for 10 years or more were killed by people who were unknown and uneducated. In fact, from another point of view, they were defeated by new ideas and a new science. Professional soldiers who had practiced and studied from secret martial arts texts were killed at random by a single bullet. The new technology of the rifle undermined the vertical structure of traditional training and technique in which victory was assured by long study and rigorous practice. When Oda Nobunaga organized his rifle corps, a horizontal attitude which sought success through innovation superseded the vertical reliance on authority and mastery. Of course, the lack of unity among the Takeda clan also contributed to their defeat. Even today, there are still people who do not understand the lessons and implications of horizontal thinking and continue to practice the martial arts to develop only their fighting techniques. They should remember such techniques are defenseless in the face of modern weapons. From that time, the Japanese martial arts have gone in two main directions. In the first, there is more emphasis on character building. In the second, on fighting tactics. In 1603, after the Civil War when the Tokugawa shogunate began, our society returned to relative peace, and the martial arts were taught to ordinary soldiers as a means of cultivating their spirit. As an essential element of this training, they studied the art of living perfectly up to the moment of death. As a result, the philosophy of the martial arts became deeper and deeper, adopting the slogan, Shinken Ichinyo, developing our mind and sword technique together. As we will see, the Japanese martial arts are so rich and compelling that once we enter into their world, it is almost impossible to stop studying. During the Edo period, 1603 to 1867, many schools flourished. One was the famous Shinkage-ryu, which was designated by the Tokugawa shogunate as the official school of martial arts. Another important school is that of Ito-ryu, originated by Ono Jirozaimon Taraki, who was first employed by shogun Ieyasu 1542 to 1616, and continued as a teacher of Shogun Hidetada, Ieyasu's son, 1579 to 1632. The Ito-ryu is still very famous for its graceful style. Later in the period, a third school emerged, Shingyoto-ryu, that is based upon rich culture and high-level technique. The other line of development in the martial arts, military tactics and weaponry, which began with the introduction of the rifle, continued its growth and has proven unstoppable to this day. Under the strict government control of the shogunate, which protected the country from civil war, the individual soldier lost the opportunity to test his level of proficiency in battle. Nevertheless, kendo, the way of the sword, continued to develop, using the slogans shinken ichi nyo and munan muso, in your will, nothing, in your mind, nothing. Followers of this way unceasingly cultivated and improved their skills and techniques. In every possible circumstance, the essential goal became the way of living impeccably without abandoning oneself, or to put it another way, they tried to complete their lives up to the moment of death. All of this blossomed into the beautiful, and at the same time tragic, budo testugaku, martial arts philosophy. Nowhere, except in the Japanese martial arts, is there a philosophy which focuses on death as the deliberate fulfillment of life. The flow of history is relentless. Even a technique which was considered the high point of a certain period must change as human consciousness is liberated. For example, there is an interesting story in the Chronicle of the Yagyu Family, written by Yagyu Toshinaga of the Shoden Shinkage-ryu. Yagyu Munetoshi, founder of the Yagyu branch of the Shinkage-ryu, compiled a text of the secret techniques of the Shinkage-ryu. His grandson, Toshitoshi, modified the text, hid it in a small statue, and in his will wrote that anyone who touched this statue would be struck blind. Later, his son Toshikane, who had attained his father's level through hard practice, wished to surpass him. Risking blindness for the sake of a great idea, Toshikane broke the statue and found that the original text of Munetoshi had been revised by his father. At that time, Munatoshi was considered the greatest instructor of the age, but when Toshikane read the corrected text, it became clear to him that his father had surpassed his great-grandfather. During Toshitoshi's life, his uncle, Yagyu Munanori, had been hired to teach the shogun's family. Toshitoshi deeply respected his grandfather, but he could not openly change or revise his uncle's system because it had become the shogun's official style. However, still hoping that future generations would be free to learn, he revised his grandfather's text. Toshikane's aspiration is also admirable. By risking blindness in order to discover his great-grandfather's hidden truth, he found the secret revolution of his own father as well. There are many stories such as this in the annals of martial arts. For example, when Yagyu Munetoshi met Koizume Nobutsuna, the greatest martial arts instructor of that age, he repeatedly asked to practice with him, But instead, Koizumi introduced his first disciple, Hikita Bungoro, to be Munetoshi's teacher. Munetoshi was treated like a child by Hikita. The latter, however, in his turn was treated in the same fashion by Ogasawara Genshinsai, who had journeyed to mainland China to study various martial arts and had brought back many new ideas and techniques. One of Ogasawara's famous techniques involved the use of an 8-inch iron rod. Eventually, Ogasawara was defeated by Harigaya Sekyun, one of his disciples and a student of Zen, who criticized his teacher's technique as nothing more than monkey-fighting. Later, when Aragaya Sekyun was about 60, Odagiri Ichiun, a 28-year-old adept, entered his school. Five years later, he had three challenge matches with his master, each one ending in a tie. Unfortunately, there is not enough space here to fully describe all of the techniques of these practitioners, But in any case, it was never simply a matter of the strong surpassing the weak, but rather the individual opening his mind and expanding his ideas, overcoming the limits of the previous generation. These men were all human beings, living in the flesh and subject to the same ordinary human limits. For them, however, there was one crucial difference. Their lives were a combat in the spiritual world as well. You've been listening to Episode 5 of the Shintaido of America podcast, a reading from the book Shintaido, The Body is a Message of the Universe, by Hiroyuki Aoki. If you enjoyed today's podcast, the most important thing you can do to help is to tell people about us. Share the podcast on your social media and give us a good rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to this. Shintaido of America is a member supported nonprofit organization, and there are many ways to support our truly micro budget production of educational materials. And I really mean that. We produce a huge amount of content on volunteer work, but some things just require a few bucks in the bank. So make a donation or become a member of Shintaido of America. You can do that, sign up for our free email newsletter. And also find all kinds of educational resources at our website www.shintaido.org. That's whiskey 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 Sierra Hotel India November Tango Alpha India Delta Oscar Oscar Romeo Golf. You can also find us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube by searching for Shintaido of America. And our email address is podcast at shintaido.org. Our episode today was recorded and edited by me, David Franklin, with support from Sarah Baker, Connie Borden, Teresa Soldatova, Jim Sterling, the Joe Zawilski Memorial Fund, and, of course, the members of Shintaito of America. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Shintaito of America podcast. I'm Shintaido instructor David Franklin contents of this podcast copyright shintaido of america 2022 shintaido opening to life